Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres Finney. What is going on, Torres? Yes, sir. What's going on, Tyler? Look, man, I'm excited. Hey, we one week away from the fight, you know, till I get the belt around my waist. Ooh. So I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. um, but overall, I will say this. I am happy to uh, see what we just saw this Saturday. I mean, this past weekend was phenomenal. If you're a sports fan, you know, we saw great fights on Saturday. Then we saw some great football games yesterday. So it's big. And then we got some small things in basketball. I'm going to throw this out here. The Clippers are on a seven-game winning streak. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. The hottest team in the league right now. And who's the coldest? Uh... Uh-oh. Probably my mouth. Probably my mouth. Uh, yeah, I guess that I, I was more leaning toward trying to get you to say that the Nets weren't doing so good after they dropped two straight to the Cavaliers. Oh, well. Not the I coldest. Mean, okay. I yeah, I want, well, I want, well, you know what? It was so funny because my uncle made a great example when we was talking ahead. about the game from yesterday. He made a great – he was like, well, the Nets – he said the Nets to me are very similar to what Tampa Bay was with Brady. Everybody was already throwing down Brady before they was giving him a chance. It's like, oh, man, Brady is automatically, oh, man, look, they look bad. They don't lost this amount of games. Oh, he's getting blown out. Oh, he can't do this. Oh, he can't do that. Well, hold up. Wait a minute. Time out. They had no preseason. Tampa Bay had no preseason. That's the reason why they started out not as good as everybody so-called wanted them to be. Same thing with the Nets. Basically, these early games against teams like the Cavs or these other guys, that's basically like their preseason. These guys, this is the first time these guys are playing together. You got to give, you got to give. No, no, no. Yes. No. So so they just got to walk in and be good? The only guy. The only only notable player that didn't get a preseason with them was Harden. Kyrie and KD did have a preseason. Okay. And they were winning games. Yeah, they were winning. They were winning some games, yeah. Okay, so now adding Harden in the mix, you still got to get a way to play. It's not, it's not, it's not no just walk up and do type thing. I, I don't, I don't understand. Y'all think these guys are supposed to win instantly off the back? That's not how it I'm, goes. I mean, you dude, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, you know, praise them as much as we do, I don't know. I think it's appropriate. And then um, on then, top then of the that, Lakers I, I mean. Go ahead. I at least expect them to not give up. Uh, what was it? What is that? Average to um, Cleveland was like 140 points a game. That's a bit, you know, that that's a bit excessive in my opinion. You don't think that defense gonna get better, Tyler? And time go on. Defense is something you can just flip a switch on. Defense is something that's built in. I'm being dead serious. You can flip a switch on offense. You can't flip a switch on defense, brother. It it really don't work like that. It really to don't. To me, I think as chemistry is built up with that team, I truly believe Steve Nash, who is known for some of his great defensive plays as a point guard, was, especially in the league, did, yeah. his passing abilities, he will get that team together. Now, in my opinion, he still got to find a way to get Kyrie to play some good defense. But, uh-huh. bar none, Kevin Durant, to me, is a really great defender. He, no, I'm not James cracking on Harden. him. I'm not going to crack on him. Harden. James... He, he is true. Uh, mm. he's, he's there. 
He's there. He, but, dude, every time anybody runs a look, teams literally want to run pick and rolls at him because they know they he do. does not like it. He does not like them. He, he does he's not, a defender. He, he gives up. So yeah, I, I mean, he probably planned to. I give you two. I'm about to go back down down here and take a three. So you yeah, know how hard it is. So I mean, hey, we'll see. As time goes on, we'll see. We, we still will. got a lot of the season left. So we will. We will. Well, one more question before we break into UFC. I um I saw where the Nets are exploring trades to either get JaVel McGee or Kevin Love, Kevin Love. possibly. What okay. do you think? I like the JaVel McGee piece, depending on what you have to give up. If the Cavs mm. really want to, they can hold that thing hostage because McGee has been looking pretty good. They could sell yes. him high, and the Nets are in need of another big man. But Kevin Love, on the other hand, dude's still making mega bucks. They already had those big salaries on the table with Harden, Kyrie, and KD, I feel like you'd have to give up one of those three, and they're not going to get rid of James. We know who the odd man is here. Yeah, we know who the odd man is in this category. We, but do. In, we do. In, in my offense, Kevin Love, if he comes on this team, he doesn't make him any better. I mean, offensively, sure, but de- defensively, I mean, it's still a no. It just depends on the role Kevin Love. But see, to me, Kevin Love never been that type of defensive player, even when he was in Minnesota. He wasn't yeah. no guy to be the, oh, my gosh, he can play incredible defense. I will say JaVale McGee will give him that – a little small piece. Jamel yeah. McGee has been playing really good deep ever since he got to Golden State, ever since he was on L.A., the Lakers last year. He True made that. some incredible blocks late in the postseason. Um, I think Javel McGee can add that piece to them. Um, the chemistry with him and Durant already being there, that's, you know, partial there. Um, I don't know what, Kevin Love and, you know, Kyrie, what is this, all the all the guys that used to play with LeBron going against them or something, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, Look, it'll be interesting. Sometimes a mismatch game where you can throw in a guy like. Having that height, you know, that'll defeat a lot of different teams, you know, and plus they can move. You know, JaVale McGee is not a guy that's stagnant he can move a little bit so that'll be pretty good to see um kevin love i don't know man i ain't gonna lie to you i've never been the biggest fan of kevin love since he left minnesota ever since he got to cleveland man he's a completely different player i don't know yeah. what has got into him i have can say some people like to call it a lebron effect some play some people go down in certain cases when they go on his team i can't say that but lebron has been going from cleveland for what three four years yeah well about two years so um no, man, he still look bad. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. I really don't. No, I got you. Uh, yeah, you cut out there for a second. I think I got for the most part what you said, though. So you're good. Um, but, yeah, so let's get into the UFC stuff a little bit. So I I think what – did Jordan – do you think Jordan or Blake – it was probably one of those two, didn't they? It was pro- maybe Jordan because he called the Fourier. Jordan, Jordan gets majority of these – let me tell you something. Jordan Meadows, if y'all want to bet, if y'all want to bet money on UFC – Please go to Jordan Meadows. This man here, the last five main events we have done, even if some type of way there's been an underdog, this man gets it on the money. Now, yep. he did pick uh, Poirier, you know, to win by a uh, later round. Which mostly well, I thought he was talking about submission, too, maybe. Did he I say think that? He said submission. I think yeah. he said submission. That's right. I think he did say submission. But I think everybody and their mama said knew if Dustin Poirier was going to win, there's no way he was going to win. By a knockout. Not if anybody know the history of McGregor, McGregor got a chin. He well, he's had a chin. 
Yeah. Um, it was, but then again, you know, we, as we go deeper into this, uh, we as we can go right now. Go ahead. McGregor, McGregor changed up the way he fought. Um, in this fight, McGregor, uh, if anybody knows, seen the pr- previous McGregor fights, he fights more of a karate stance. You know, he's light on his uh, feet. He's bouncing back and forth, constantly moving in and out of the pocket on you, constantly tagging you with rights and left, throwing multiple kicks. I mean, he yeah. throws wheel kicks, high kicks. You know, he throws kicks, teeps. Oh, he loves his teeps, like uh, push kicks to the body. He, he does multiple of those things to get you off guard so he can open up his left hand, which is his number one power shot, and it drops you. The thing is, this man came into this fight with a boxing stance. And he basically, bro, I really really don't know, man. Um, You know, everybody knows Poirier is known for in the UFC as, you know, a boxer base. I mean, he will wrestle. He will throw kicks, as we obviously saw. But he doesn't throw that many kicks. He never throw. I don't think I've ever seen him throw that many kicks like that in a fight, especially early on. Mm-hmm. He's more of a boxer. Um, and he liked to fight in the clinch. Um, I think McGregor was preparing for the boxing proportions yeah. of it. Um, but I think McGregor did not condition those shins the way no, he should have. He was getting chewed up, bro. He was getting chewed up big yeah, time. Dude, I think you, you caught him after the match when uh, McGregor was sitting on a stool afterwards. I think he – I, I could just want to heard him say something about my leg. Like he was just my like – Yeah, like the, you could tell, dude, that that made the difference. And that was crazy, right. man. Um, 18 out of 21 leg kicks connected to Conor McGregor on that one cap. It was called a calf dirty. kick. Dirty. And uh, we learned this a lot dude. back in our class. Our, co- our class, uh, Coach always teach us, you cannot take – there's only so many calf kicks that you can take at some point. You have to step in. You either have to catch or you need to go ahead and attempt a takedown. You cannot sit there and take those calf kicks. If anybody remember Justin Gaethje when he fought Habib and um, Gaethje was leg kicking Habib, you know, it started to get Habib off, you know, off figure a little bit. But the thing yeah. was, Habib, you know, in the interview, Habib said, oh, those leg kicks didn't affect me. Habib always liked to talk like that. <laughs> he yeah. always talked about something didn't affect him. But I ain't going to lie to you. I think no leg kicks were getting to Habib in that fight. And Habib, it mm-hmm. forced, you know, once he saw, like, he was catching on the rhythm of the leg kick, that's when he shot. Habib, when, I don't, if they would have stood up a little longer, I don't think Habib would have kept taking those leg kicks. The same thing with McGregor. McGregor is a stand-up fighter. As if anybody saw in the fight, he started catching the leg kick support. Yeah, he did. He walked him right. back one time. I thought that was pretty And cool. walked him back to the – but guess what? What is McGregor? McGregor is not going to the ground with no one. He don't care who you are. McGregor is not a ground game fighter, which in his defense will always be his downfall. He cannot. I mean, he's great. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. Obviously, he's an all-time great in the UFC. I mean, he's one of the actually the number one star, superstar in the UFC history. Nobody's mm-hmm. taking none of that away from McGregor. But what we're not gonna sit here and say is McGregor has his flaws. And his flaws are big time and it can be easily exposed because the best fighters in the world right now, all of them that are champion have really good ground game, probably besides Israel, but Israel has really good takedown defense. And a lot of people came to get Israel to the ground. So overall, everyone in the UFC right now has great ground game. And McGregor for you, I mean, is I ain't gonna lie to you. 
you know, we starting to see evolvement and wrestling and jujitsu is starting to take over the UFC a good bit. And McGregor, you got to evolve, big man, and have that type of ground game. You're gonna be, you're gonna be stuck. You can't strikers all your life. You know, I'm not saying they pick fights for McGregor. It just well, you know what was going on at the time. Yeah. You know, McGregor was a better striker than everybody. Now he's facing guys that got great wrestling, equal striking. You know, really good in the clinch, really good jujitsu. You gotta, you gotta change the big man. So yeah, you know, and it, it's a different game. And, and you know what? And I said the same thing about Michael Chandler. I was excited to see him, bro. Oh yeah, he, he that was really, excited uh, to see Michael Chandler. Yeah, I um, yeah. the thing I have to say, I I came into the McGregor fight talking all this trash, like with my dad. I was telling him because my dad's never watched McGregor fight live. He's 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 kind of like really. I've see I've watched some with Jordan growing up, you know, through high school a little bit, but um, uh-huh. you know, I wasn't watching it all the time. But dad, this is really my dad's like first year watching UFC, so he you know he missed the um the Cerrone McGregor fight because that was like in I think what January of last year, so January last year. watching it till March. Um, so he, I was like, dude, you're in for a good one. You're in for a treat. I was like, he's gonna take care of business. He's calling sixty seconds. He goes, okay, we'll see. And uh, and now he's just he's dogging McGregor. He's like he's like he's like he said you told me he was some he man that that guy ain't nothing. But <laughs> he came out hot. He was doing those those shoulder you know shoulder jabs into those shoulder you know, thing. Oh boy, he hit Poirier so hard with one of those shoulders, man. Boy, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. He hit Poirier with some evil shots. I mean, yeah. some shots that would have dropped most guys in the UFC. But yeah. Poirier, as we saw, which when he fought Dan Hooker, it's like you say, that was your favorite fight. When you saw him, you saw how he what happens when he could take a he could take a punch now. Yeah. So it's um uh, it's been look it it's look McGregor is one and two at one fifty five, meaning that's a bigger weight class. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna need a little bit more than. You're going to need a little bit more than just that left hand, you know, to take away some of these guys out of that game. You got to you gotta step it up. You need a ground game, McGregor, and you need to get back to your karate stance where you were throwing kicks. You cannot go back to this boxing stance. So, No, he's got to switch it up. And let's uh, let's get into that. You, you mentioned Michael Chandler. I was real excited for him. My dad was like, you know, who would you pick in this one? I was like, I went with Chandler. And I was like, I think – you know, the wrestling game, I said Torres and I both went with him on this one because he thought I might be the only one uh, for that one. But I was like, no, Torres, you know Torres is going to pick the wrestling guy, you know, when it's all said. Hey, you already know. Hey, and that was a guest versus host. It was. Hey, congratulations. Mm-hmm. We win that one, baby. Boom. Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, go keep getting us. <laughs> yeah. <tan> him up. <laughs> yeah, man. He, uh, so. th- dude, he looked so good. Oh, my God. Freaking Michael Chandler, dude. He looks so freaking good. Hooker, I was already a little – I mean, that fight kind of got me – and Blake mentioned it in the chat. He goes, seeing, Blake, seeing Hooker go down like that, you know, after showing that he had such a chin, makes me really nervous for Poirier going to this McGregor because they were both taking shots at each other. Both of them took, ate a bunch of punches. Taking shots. The fact that he could still keep taking And that it, fight was four months ago. Yeah, and, it, and Hooker was yeah. dead, man. 
he was he was dead. And uh, Chandler Chandler put the pressure on him the whole entire time. Didn't even have to take him to the ground, man. That's what was crazy because I was like, for sure this guy could get him if he takes to the ground. He didn't even have to do it. So that that's what was nuts, man. I I thought he went off. Michael Chandler, dude. What what goes on from here? What what do you think he gets next? What's who's his next opponent? You think? Uh, well, as we already talked about, Tyler, look, the, the 155 is the hardest weight class in all of the UFC, and it's also the most exciting. I look at this right now. You got Chandler. Look at Michael. Um, you got Michael Chandler. You got Charles Oliveira, who beat Tony Ferguson. And you got Justin Gaethje, you know, who lost to Habib, but he was the interim champ, so you just can't throw him out. I mean, everybody lost to Habib. So with Habib yeah. retiring, it could be anybody. <laughs> and you got Poirier, who just had a phenomenal performance against McGregor. Um, you got Ferguson and McGregor. They're both coming off losses. So, you know, you could pit them in against each other, you know. Yeah. And, look, it's it's tight, bro. It's really tight. I, I'm going to say this. What I think they should do is pit Dustin Poirier up against Charles Oliveira. You don't win eight fights in a row and mm-hmm. not get a title shot. I think that's absurd. Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, I know it's going to be tough, Lord have mercy. But you got to put him against Michael Chandler. If Michael Chandler beat Gaethje, who was just the interim champ, you have Michael Chandler face Poirier or Oliveira after they fight each other for the title, and then, boom, we back on track. So I think that's how it should be added up. But then again, people, they like to throw out all these different possibilities. So Yeah, well, I, I mean, know. he was calling out Habib, you know, after the match. I mean – would that be enough to enti- – I don't think so yet, but what do you think? Would that be enough to entice him? Tyler, I'm going to say this. After watching yesterday's card, I just think at this rate – you know how it is when certain guys are above and beyond everyone else. You know, it gets to a point like, like you know, and we probably eventually get in this like with, with Tom Brady. What 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 is there left to prove? Yeah. Um. Because Habib, after, after what I saw Saturday night, was it great fights? Yes, it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tyler, let's be honest. Do you think anyone out of those four fighters could beat Habib? Probably not. Probably not. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, have Chandler, no, I mean, Chandler like, did look good, but it's just he like. He looked good. It's just but, like, you know, but then again, we thought Gaethje looked good too. And then, you know, Habib. Yeah. You know, so it's just. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, you Habib know, is a different animal, yeah. man. It, yeah, you when you watch him, I watch like all right, and it looks no different from when he was a pro. Uh, I mean, when he uh, his latter years in the UFC, bro, he takes people down, he holds them down, they can't move, he beats them up, he submits them, the fight's over. It's yeah. it gets to the point like you can't stop it. Now they want to talk about Michael Chan. But there's only a certain yeah. <laughs> Chandler become champ. Um, you know, I love like he's a wrestler. Like his style is very similar to the style I want to fight at. That changing mm-hmm. level, fast hands, great wrestling. I like that style. Putting the pressure on. Putting the pressure. Always walking opponent down. The, Hooker walked down Poirier. Yeah. In his last fight. Yeah. This man got walked down by Michael Chandler. So For real. It's, it's, it's interesting. I can't wait to see, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. True. And you got a lot of good fights coming up. If you saw the upcoming card, Dana White had, boy, 
you want to talk about somebody that know how to match make, bro, that is a specialty of his kind. Like, we have phenomenal fights coming up the next few weeks. Yeah. So, Gilbert Burns and, you know, Usman. Then you That's got Naganu and Stipe. Then, you know, ooh, you got a lot of Yeah, dudes. man. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. When they because they what they just announced the Stipe and um and and uh who'd you say in Ghana? Yeah, they just announced that like literally Saturday um, night. So Saturday night you got yeah. Whitaker and Paula Costa, you know, mm-hmm. Israel and Yon, you know. Wow. So wow. Well, pretty um, interesting. Yeah, so let's let's hop and do some NFL. Let's let's break down the worst of the two games to begin with. Question. Question. Go ahead. Question. Question. I about to say, am I, am I breaking up? A little bit, just a little bit. Am yeah. I breaking up? A little yeah. bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make sure. yeah. But um, but here we go. So the NFL. Let's get into the worst game of the two first. So let's let's take a look at. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at the night game. I mean, what we had we had Kansas City coming in. Of course, I I ended up taking the Bills with the points. Uh, for it, and no, they did not come even close to that. Um, yes, the Chiefs ended up taking care of business. Uh, what was the score? The score ended up being 38-24, pretty much. It was kind of – it wasn't as good of a game. It definitely wasn't as good of a game as the first game was. Uh, it kind of no, got out of hand close. pretty quickly, it felt like. Well, I mean, to, to begin with, they gave a little bit of a scare. Bills did when McCall Harmon fumbled the – he muffed the punt. And the Bills ended up getting the ball within the five and ended up scoring on that. So that was um, – it was actually like I think on the one-yard line they ended up getting it. But So that that game made it a little bit close of a game. But, dude, stories of the game. Mahomes didn't look like he was hurt whatsoever. Uh, they said he has turf toe. Dude doesn't even look like he's got turf toe at all. Uh, Travis Kelsey, have a game. Have a game. Kelsey went off best – I think I – think it's not even a comparison. He's, he's got to be the best tight end in the game right now. And then Tyreek Hill showing off the wheels no per, question. Usual, per usual. So pretty crazy on uh, that end. Tell me something. Yeah, exactly. But what did you what did you, you see? You want to know who had the second most? Uh, I'm about to say for Kansas City, you want to know who had the third most receiving catch? Who, who had third most catches? A guy named Byron Pringle. Pringle. He only had three catches for 22 yards. Mm. So, <laughs> so basically, for the entire game, it was I'm either throwing to Travis Kelsey or I'm throwing to Tyreek Hill. They had True. 22 receptions combined, over 300 some yards overall. Let me tell you something, man. These men here, offensively, the Kansas City Chiefs will be a dynasty to come up in the upcoming years, barring injury and barring no um, arguments within the front office dealing with contracts. Because uh, right now. Ain't nobody beating the Chiefs. And that's what I was saying in the group chat, actually, yesterday. I was like, you know, that it gets to a point you know and you can tell. When the Bills went up 9-0, to zero, I literally told the people I was watching with, I said, I'm willing to bet you the uh, Chiefs can rack off 28 points in one quarter. Now, one thing about it, they did 21 in one quarter instead of 22. So I, I'm 28. So I was close. Yeah. Yeah. They racked off 21 points in the second quarter. Literally, once they got that point, the game was was mainly over with. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes, he was played nearly a perfect game. He only took one sack, three touchdowns. Out of the last three AFC championship games, this man has thrown three touchdowns and no interceptions in every single one of them. This man has been playing perfect when it comes to the AFC championship game. That is phenomenal. 325 yards, 29 for 38. I mean, you can't ask for a better game. And you got to remember, y'all, this man just became a starter three years ago. His first every year starting. 50 touchdowns. His second every year starting Super Bowl MVP. His third year starting, he's going to a back-to-back Super Bowl. So if anybody got any questions on Patrick Mahomes or anything, you just look up his his past three years. Something that he has done the past three years is more than what Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees have done in their entire career. So this is incredible. Um, And Rightfully, rightfully so, they should be the favorites in the Super Bowl, but I got some against that big man because we going to see some about it. Because yeah. let me tell you something, there's something about it. There's something about that man, that number 12 from yep. Michigan, from, oh, my goodness. There's something about him. We're going to get into him. But I will say uh, about the Bills, the Bills are a part of the future of the NFL. They look good. Yeah. Josh Allen, he looked he look okay. Um, he made some bad throws in there. He did. Ball, he made some stupid, dude. I, I, it was yeah. it was ticking me off when he would roll out and he would wait until he steps out of bounds to throw the ball away. You know like, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Taking twenty yard sacks, like stuff like that. Like it, it was just yeah. He was making some bonehead plays. I like he would hold the ball all out here, and while he was getting dragged. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, yeah. bro. You can't be doing that. No. So he and it, it, I gotta I gotta give it to the Chiefs defense. They played pretty well. And and at the end of that game, he was running for his life. He he had no yeah. it felt like he had he had zero time at all in the pocket to throw the ball. Um, but the the Chiefs defense defense ended up really playing honestly really well. A lot of coverage sacks there, they covered real well. Um, hey, we called it though before the game even started. Josh Allen led the team in rushing 88 yards. That, that's just how it is, man. If, with the Bills, they don't have a run, got no run game. No run game. No, so it, he, he was going to have to be it. Uh, how about Cole Beasley? He ended up playing a decent game. Ended up apparently playing this game with a broken leg. He was playing with a broken leg. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Wow. Weird. Greg Jenny. If you ever seen the uh, YouTube video, Greg Dog. Greg Jenny broke his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's Cole that. Beasley. Cole Beasley Dog. He broke his leg. Cole Beasley. Um, oh, my goodness. So. Yeah, but that, that's what I noticed from that. Um, let's break into it. You talk about him. TB12, bro. We, we watched the Packers and the uh, the Bucks at Lambeau. It's supposed to be a real snowy game. It did snow, but they cleared that thing off. Um, they made sure of that. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, you know they're gonna clear it off for them Florida boys. Come yep. on, man. Yeah. Look, look, y'all might want to talk about conspiracy, this bull crap, and that. But here go another segment of the Finney conspiracies. Let me tell you something. From day one, when I kept saying the temp, the Super Bowl is gonna be in Tampa Bay. Brady, come on now. Yeah. Bro, it, yeah. it was just no, I got in you. my mind. In my mind, I'm sitting here like too good to be true. It's just too good to be true, bro. Like yeah. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. He gets all these weapons. He yeah. got every weapon you can possibly think of. You there's no, I just there is no way when they played the Saints, what I kept saying, there's no way they're about to they're gonna 
the Saints ain't about to beat Brady three yeah. times. Then yeah. Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is known for losing in an NFC championship game in some crazy weird way. Once again, now he is officially one and five in the NFC championship game, yeah. which is an absurd record because let me tell you something, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal talent, easily a top five quarterback of all time, um, talent-wise. And this man does not have either the competency of coaching or somebody makes a bonehead, bonehead yeah, mistake, just... either Kevin King or or I can't remember the tight end's name that gets the Seattle Seahawks, who couldn't recover the onside kick that would have ended the game. You know, Michael it was Finley. Some, it wasn't Jermichael Finley. You I think it was Bostick. Bostick. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. But it's always some type of player or somebody else messing up his opportunities, which I will say in some cases for Brady. Brady is – the. I mean, Brady is the luckiest. Like they say, he's probably one of the luckiest athletes in the history of mankind. He do have a little luck. Because yep. if anybody else throws three interceptions in a game, especially the second half, I'm willing to bet you they're not winning it. I'm willing no. to bet you if any other quarterback is down 28 to three in a Super Bowl, I'm willing to bet you they ain't coming back. <laughs> so, I mean, there's like he has he's had some luck. I will give you that. You've had some luck. But looking at this game, man. It is what it says it is. I mean, you can look at – I mean, you look at the numbers, you look at those three interceptions. I say two of those interceptions wasn't on Brady. Yeah. Um, one was a mispass protection. One was a catchable ball. I think Mike Evans could have caught – it shouldn't even got to that point if he would have caught the pass before that. He dropped a wide – well, it went wide open, but it was very catchable. It hit him straight in the hands. He jumped over the DB. Um, I would say one of them, you know, he – lofted it up to Mike Evans. Two of his interceptions came from trying to throw it to Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, I think with the with the chance of having A B back, I think that would knock down some of his interceptions. And um having guys like Scotty Miller, you know, Cameron Bray, I mean, he made guys like very similar. I mean, let's be honest. We're gonna be trying to put politically correct, yeah. but come on. The little small white, the white boy. You know, he made those guys great. The <laughs> In white New boy. England, it ain't nothing new. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny when Troy Aikman was on uh, the uh, game. He was like, "Well, you know, Brady in New England, he made these type of receivers great." And everybody was like, "What you mean by these yeah. type of receivers?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Obviously, we all know he gets these receivers that they're no names, nobody never heard of them, and they make phenomenal plays for him. I mean, he gets them in great positions. Leonard Fournette. Let me tell you something, man. What a playoff Played. run this man has yeah. had. He's been playing great. Gosh, he is changing the complexion of everything. And as everyone knows, the number one key ingredient to having uh, to being successful in the NFL playoffs is having an efficient run game. You yeah. have to have a run game to be really good in the NFL, especially in the playoffs. And that is what one thing Tampa Bay has. They have state back-to-back years. They have the number one rush defense so when you have, have a great yeah i was about to say green bay had nothing going on aaron jones nothing. was he was virtually you know non-existent and then he got knocked out i think that did play a part uh the injury to aaron big jones part. that played a big part there jamal williams played pretty decent um but they couldn't get anything and you knew that coming in you knew it was going to be tough sledding for the green bay packers yeah. on offense you weren't going to be able to run you knew they were going to have to pass if they were going to stay in this I will we'll give them this. So the play of the game was definitely the Scotty Miller. It was either the Scotty Miller touchdown before the half, or it was that that Godwin double grab that he did when he was falling back and he had to like tip it and catch it again. It was in the first oh, yeah, half because yeah, yeah. that that ended up like saving them on that third down. They yeah. just kept 
they kept converting third downs that third whole first half. Yeah. Um, so that that's what ended up. Yeah, Brady uh, threw for. Yeah, Brady threw for like over 170 some yards on third down, just alone. So mm-hmm. um, he had a phenomenal day on third down. Um, but the main question is, let's get let's be honest. Everybody going into the decision making of uh, Green Bay play calling. Um, it was yes. third and goal on the eight yard line, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were down by eight. And you know everybody. And let's go to the play itself. Aaron Rodgers was scrambling, and when he, he was scrambling, a lot of people thought he had an opportunity to get to the end zone. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe. But I will say. Let's say if he didn't get to his own, at least he could have got there closer. Yeah. I think it would have been an easier decision to make, you know, fourth and fourth and two from the goal line rather than fourth and eight from the goal yeah. line. So, I mean, stuff like that, that goes into account. And I think and, – and I'm going to credit Tampa Bay defense here. The number one red zone offense in the NFL this year was the Green Bay Packers. Majority mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers' touchdowns came – from him throwing within the red zone. He was the number one red zone quarterback in the NFL. And Tampa Bay shutting them out in the red zone three times on um, Sunday. So that's another credit. I mean, they're shutting down, you know, some top-tier quarterbacks in back-to-back games, and they yeah. got to play another tough one out of Patrick Mahomes. And I would say this defense have been – you know, they're finally healthy. I keep telling people this. They wasn't healthy during the regular season. That's why they gave up a lot of points. That's why they struggled here and there. And they didn't really mm-hmm. didn't, you know, they really didn't all look that bad. Yeah. They just had a lot of guys. Obviously, you got to throw in COVID. And, you know, that's, that's also going to be a big fan. Hopefully, no COVID situation yeah, hopefully is coming. Hopefully none. Hopefully none. You know, in the Super Bowl. You know, Wait, we they, actually, they, virtually, they weren't all the way healthy, though, because, I mean, you know, they, they missed Winfield. Uh, White ended up and he ended up getting out. So they're two starting head. safeties. That is going to be key moving forward. And one thing I I failed to mention earlier, uh, the Chiefs game, a key injury we need to keep an eye on is that left tackle Eric Fisher going down at the end of the game. The way he was grabbing at his leg, you you don't oh, like to yes. look at it, but it could be where he was Achilles. grabbing. It looks like Achilles maybe. So and he's a Pro Bowl. Dude was a valid first first round pick. You know he's always been known as a stud left tackle. I wonder how the that changes. Hall of Fame at this point. Yeah, I wonder how that changes the line moving forward. Knowing that defensive line for Tampa Bay going against a maybe possibly beat up Kansas City Chiefs yes. offensive line. Keep it close. Um, yes, because uh, if anybody knows anything about Green Bay, Green Bay only had two starting offensive linemen that started the season out with them in this game. And Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times for yeah. 32 yards. Um, that went into account in a lot of things. So when you look at that, and plus Brady was only sacked one time yesterday. So both of these two teams got a really good defense online. They both got really great star players on defense. You look at the Chiefs, you got guys like Tyron Matthew. And uh, you got guys like uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, you got yeah. guys. Uh, you know, you got a lot of great players over there on that Kansas City team. Then you got Jason Pierre-Paul and, um, you know. Nadama uh, Kinsu. and Shaq Devin Barrett. White. Yeah, yes. Devin White, Levante David. Levante David. So, this yeah. is going to be, you know, this is either side. I mean, obviously, we know this is actually probably the most star-studded Super Bowl we don't have in a long time. Like, there's a lot of stars on both sides. So, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see. I, I knew the NFL couldn't pass up on this, so I ain't going to lie to you. Man, when I told I told y'all two weeks ago, whoever win between the Saints and the Bucks was going to the Super Bowl. 
when I saw the Bucks win, I said, "There's no way the Bucks are playing in the Super." They're one. They were going to be one game away from playing the Super Bowl at home. You think? You just think. Now, let's ask this question: What are your thoughts on that flag at the end of the game against Green Bay and Tampa? It looked to begin with. It looked really, really bad. It looked like I, I tweeted it out. I said, "I said, when did Marcus Smart become a slot receiver for the for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?" Because, dude, if you if you watch basketball, Marcus Smart he is like the king Locking. of flopping. He can he can pull it. It's crazy how he does. He's he's like a human ejection seat. The dude can just fly without nothing touching. It's nuts. And now, dude, Johnson did sell that. He sold it very very well. He sold- and that's why I doubted it to begin with. But once you go and look at the replays, you do see the shirt getting tugged. You haven't been calling it all game. Yeah. The ball may have been uncatchable. Yeah. But they don't even call that anymore. I feel like they never look at balls being uncatchable anymore in the NFL. But I don't think they, I don't think they look at that stuff either. And yeah. I also want to throw this in. So they haven't been making this call all game. But on the throw, that – basically was a game-winning throw, game-winning decision because it either gets the ball back to Green Bay or plus it would have stopped timeout from Green Bay because Green Bay would have kept one timeout. Mm-hmm. You're saying to tell me you're going to throw a flag on that one 10 seconds after the play because yeah. it took them a long time to throw that flag. But I always say, whenever you play Tom Brady, you got to have the Brady effect. He will always get a crucial call at the most inopportune time. Yeah. And I know how it feels because I'm a Steelers fan. And I know how it is because I play. We've been in close games with the Patriots. We've been in blowouts with the Patriots. And I know how it feels when a game is on the line and a random yellow flag flies out of nowhere. And you see him be like, what the yeah. fuck? And that's the same thing that happened with the Kansas City Chiefs. If anybody remember the AFC Championship game, Brady. On third and 10. Was it D4? D4. Mm-hmm. Miraculously lines up offside an inch. Oh, and he throws a pick. And a flag gets thrown out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And you want to say, gosh, this yeah. man here. Like, how does he get that luck? <laughs> it just happens, man. It just it happens. happens the greatest, and, and man. It you get it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, people are like, well, Tom made his luck. Yeah. Well, he might be a little lucky, but that's only gets to a certain point. You don't make 10 Super Bowls being lucky. Heck, there's franchises that haven't even made it to three Super Bowls, let alone 10. So, heck, one. <laughs> so, yeah. this man has been to 10 Super Bowls, bro. He's been to nearly about as many Super Bowls as he's been in the NFL, which is, I don't think y'all understand, bro. Like, People used to think when Montana and Bradshaw, when they won four Super Bowls, that was going to be the pinnacle of like, oh, my gosh, that's the highest you can probably ever get to win a minute Super Bowl. This man on one, six, and is about to be in his 10th. Like, Tyler, where where could you rank this man? Like, there's or He's, he's got to be he's got to be number one. What, there's no doubt about it. What, what happens now? Like, if he wins a seventh, what, what happens now? It's just it, – it's just that untouchable. If he wins seven, I mean, dude, if he wins a seventh, it's 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 untouchable. Like I don't see anybody catching that. Don't the only guy that can even probably attempt is the guy he's playing in the Super Bowl because he's still so young. He's already playing what this will be. This will be what his second Super Bowl, right? Or second Super Bowl? Yeah, second yes. Super Bowl. 
you know, he was arguably he probably should have went. You know, you just talked about it. He arguably should have went to a the third. So game. Third, he's obviously yeah. got this thing going pretty well. I think he's the only person that can really push for that. Not not saying that, but don't take don't hear what I'm not saying because I'm not saying <laughs> that he's up there yet. I'm just saying the only person that I can yeah. see possibly even getting close to that um, that's going to be playing after him right now is Mahomes. So. Um, I don't know. That that's that's how I look at it. But Brady, dude, it's just he's untouchable. He's he's got to be the number one far and away unanimous decision. Yeah, I, I've said the same thing, bro. You know, I used to be a Brady hater at, at one point. I was. I did not like Brady a lot because he used to beat my Steelers a lot. Yeah. Um, but then it got to the point you couldn't deny it. You got to respect. It got to that point. It was just got to respect it. Well, freak, you know. And then I started root for him. You're like, well, you can't beat him right as well, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, you know, and and, and, it, and it gets to the point, you know, I keep telling people, you don't bet against this man. No. And I, I, I keep telling yeah, everybody, I was like, well, I think Brady going to lose this one. He ain't going to win this one. He ain't going to win this one. Um, Have y'all not? <laughs> like, y'all don't understand. This actually motivates the man when you say he can't yeah. win. Yeah. When they, so obviously they're going to be the underdogs. So they're, they're gonna they are. They are. Do you, do you, have you looked at the line at all yet? Uh-uh, what is it? Mm. All right, so early on, so this this is on what Monday night, January twenty fifth at six oh nine p.m. All right, uh, the Chiefs are coming in as three point favorites. There, that's not. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I, you think somebody gonna blow out Brady in a Super Bowl? I don't know. That the oh. offense is good, but I just it's it's yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I don't see it being a a big win if that, and then. The money line, it's minus 165 in the Chiefs' favor, over under at 56 and a half for total points scored. Okay. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Okay. Because uh, a few years ago, obviously, we remember the Rams and the Patriots. They both had mm-hmm. some pretty high scoring offenses in all their playoff games they played. And then they played each other, it was 13 to three. Obviously, yeah. they both had good defenses. Um, and, you know, I just talked about the defenses of both of these teams. Um, the first matchup was the final score was 27 to 24. All right. So where was that line? That's a what? 51 points. All right. Yeah. So do you see both teams getting in the 30s? Making, I mean, because you had a Green Bay and Tampa Bay game, and that game uh, didn't even get to the – I mean, that game ended at 50 what? Yeah, that game ended at 56, 57. Yeah. 57 I think if, if the Buccaneers are going to break 30, I think they're going to have to have the defense score. That's what I think. Okay. I just makes sense. I like that. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I don't know, but I can't say anything against the Kansas City Chiefs just because we we know what they do. You know, they they, they can drop points. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like points. they can put up the points. And right now, the de- with the way the defense looks, they look competent. You know, they're not that sorry defense that we've seen in the past. Like you said, they have names. They got some household names. They they showed that they can hang. So I mean, it's just it's tough. It's it's tough to go against them on this. But I, I, like I said, we do got to keep some eyes on some things. We got to keep an eye on those safeties for the for the Buccaneers. We got to keep you an right. eye on. We got, dude. Oh snap! Wait, hold on a minute. I'm looking at Eric Fisher. They already have him ruled out. Really? It looks like it. Out with torn Achilles three hours ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that is gonna that is gonna actually play a part, man, dude. I don't think you can take the Chiefs. I I, I don't. I just don't think you can take them and give away those points right now with that. Because you know you know the Tampa Bay defensive line is going to expose that. Bro, they're coming, bro. Yeah. Bro. 
they are coming after that court. I, I mean, Oof. see, oh my goodness, bro. I, I don't think <laughs> this is this is gonna be a really good game. Yeah, because even with that injury, I mean, we all know Patrick Mahomes played. Yeah, and, and that they'll, they'll scheme factor. up stuff. They'll they'll make yes. easy passes. They'll scheme up stuff to get him going. That kind of thing. This is about to be two great offensive play minded heads going up with against each other. Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians. I mean, because you remember, if anybody remember now, Bruce Arians had Carson Palmer and yeah. that Cardinals team. You know, in the NFC Championship game, so he had these boys winning. You know, big time before. I mean, he can carve up something to he beat can. a great team. He can. So, um, I'm looking at uh, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really interesting. Right now, if I if I had to pick at the moment, obviously we're gonna do a whole episode on this probably coming up right before Super Bowl, but like week of. But if I have to go with somebody at the moment, I, it's just hard to go against the Buccaneers right now. I don't know how you feel about it. It's just hard for me to go. It's, it's hard for me to go against because, like, it's like – obviously, I already know, like, you know, to me, I think Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. But it's to me, it's like he's trying to solidify more. This yeah. man is about to do Drew Brees, potential, well, potentially. Drew Brees, homes and back-to-back, back games? Yeah. Who could – to me, that's got to be the – probably the greatest gauntlet of a playoff True. quarterback's you ever had to play in history i can't think of i mean i remember when you know uh troy aikman he had to go through steve young and you know i think uh i think he went through uh uh freak it was the giants he went through the giants as well Mm -hmm. giants one time had to go through joe montana and um you know some tough teams like that and going to the super and then they had to play the bills in the super bowl they had to play jim kelly yeah so i mean there's been certain gauntlets, but I ain't never seen nothing like this. Or yeah, you know, Breeze, Eli Manning. Yeah, Breeze, Rogers, Mahomes. That's that's tough to beat. That really is. That's, that's tough, tough to beat. beat. Yeah, that's tough to beat, bro. Mm. Like, good lord, all these quarterbacks are easily. You can make a case top five for all of them, but heck, it's top ten, top True. six, top seven. So this is. Ooh, I ain't a lot to man. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, this is what the NFL wanted. I mean, you got it's gonna be a showdown. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, let, let's get to something minor because I consider this minor. Go ahead. Um, there has been a lot of things I've been seeing in the media about LeBron James and Tom Brady being on the same comparison level. They said these are the only two athletes in the past thirty years that have been to ten championships. Okay, congratulations. Ha ha ha. Well, let me go ahead and end this real quick. What is the difference? I'm going to ask you, what is the difference between Brady and LeBron James? Two. Be- two. Six, six minus four, two. You tell me that's the only thing, just the rings. I mean, that, that, that's what I see. I see two guys that have the same mentality. They're both students of the game. They study everything. I bet you Brady could call out stuff that the Chiefs are going to do, going to be doing because he spends that time probably you, – you talk – I've talked about it before, but you hear of players saying – Man, LeBron was calling out our plays before we even ran him. I guarantee you, Brady, he's ha- he has a little say-so. They got that same repertoire. They got that same that mentality where they are so engrossed in the game. They are so consumed by this game that they play. There's a reason both of them. I mean, obviously, LeBron isn't as old as him still yet, but I guarantee you LeBron's going to be pushing that same age come, you know, his, his time toward the end of his career. But – Brady, we see him, he's 43 years old, still going at it like he always has. He he knows tendencies, 
it's to me, it, it's the amount of energy, the effort. It's it's up here, man. It's the mind, bro, that both of these guys have. They know what it takes to win, and they they will they will go at your weakness and exploit it. That's what I see in them. That's that's really that's how they're the same. The only difference here is that one of them has two more championships than the other one, um, and the and one of them's had to carry some. One of them hasn't had to go against absolute juggernauts. I feel like of teams where their the league is literally trying to uh, to end their dynasty in a sense. So that's what I think. Well, go ahead. Okay. Have your peace. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, no, no, no. You, you, you finish. No, I'll, let you, I'll, no, I'll, I'll rebuttal. No, I'll, I'll rebuttal. Okay. Well, see, this is where I disagree. Um, everything you said from start to about halfway to you got to the point where somebody about LeBron James going against these type of teams um, that is where I get to the point of disagreeing. Yes, I agree with you on Brady and LeBron James, mental focus and mental edge against most players. Um, yes, LeBron James is number one in basketball IQ in the league right now. Yeah. Yes, right now, Tom Brady is number one. You know, at the time, to me, I believe Peyton Manning, as most would also agree, uh, Peyton Manning was number one overall, probably in football IQ. But now since you still he's think up, he's over, going, over Brady? Brady is number one. You still think over Brady when Manning was still there? Uh, I mean, I can't say that. I really can't. I think think Brady's always been like this. Brady, really, this is what I think. Brady's always had the chip. I think Brady's always been like this. Brady's always had the chip. He was a six-round pick. He's always had it against him. Manning, Manning was the golden boy. Manning was brought in as the golden boy. I mean, I, I just think when you got more riding on the line, I just think that pushes you even harder. That's that's what I work hard. Well, see. Well, see, to me, I think that's slightly where I got – this is where I get the difference maker in because Brady had overcome so absurd odds. Now, let me tell you something. Yes, LeBron had to overcome odds because, you know, how he had to grow up. But – He already I, had all those you know, all those expectations on him that he's had to live expectations. up to. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. Brady didn't have taking any. that away from him. Brady had no expectations, so it was a little bit easier. So, to be honest, Brady could have went in – and won his first Super Bowl and sucks for the rest of his career, and he would have been just fine because he would have passed the expectations that in itself. A six-round draft pick and the fact that you go uh, win a Super Bowl, one of actually being the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl on the road. He went to uh, a lot of different places. He went to Pittsburgh and beat my Steelers in the AFC Championship game. And if anybody remember, that was also the same year Lord knows the tuck rule. Yeah. <laughs> the tuck rule game. The Raiders. So, you know, he did have a little look early on. Yeah, against the Raiders. And then he played the greatest show on turf who just won the Super Bowl the year before out of the Rams. And they had the number one offense. I mean, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. But Brady, as a second year player, found a way to beat that team. So I sit here and say the same thing with. Um, you know, Brady and LeBron James. Le- Brady has had to go through some tough obstacles. Now, yes, he's had to coach. That's the difference between LeBron yeah, and Yeah, LeBron's never had that he coach. had to coach. He's probably got his no, he coach, coach right now. And, both, and that ain't saying that, – that shouldn't tell you a whole lot. That ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Brady always had Belichick. MJ always had Phil. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Labor had Archibald. Magic had Riley. I mean, everybody had that coach. You're right. Uh-huh, everybody had uh-huh. that coach, except for LeBron James. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Brady 
to a degree, constantly keeps getting doubted. He constantly keeps pushing the, the edge, you know, the undefeated season. Now, yes, they lost, but still, 18 and I wanted them to then win. Then you go to – yeah, I was, I was hoping that – as I go back, ain't going to lie, at the time, I wanted them to lose. I was so happy that they lost. No, I was – I, was, I, would go back I would want them to win. It. I wanted to see them do it. I loved watching him and Moss. Him and Moss was something crazy to watch, bro. Oh, yes, him and Moss. But, see, that's the thing. It took Brady forever to get a player like that. And once he did, it, he, yeah. he took it to another level. Then he started doing these in, in, incredible, I mean, incredible feats. You know, being team, like, look, obviously, the Seahawks. The Seahawks, the year before, the Legion Boom blew out Peyton Manning 43-8. Yeah. They played the same year. Statistically, that defense, the year that they played the Patriots, were actually better than the year that they played the Broncos. And Brady was 10 came back and won the game. Mm-hmm. Even though Malcolm, obviously, everybody's going to remember that's the Malcolm. That's Brothers. what I'm saying. I mean, but it was Brady on the one yard line. Win that game. It was on the one. Well, he did, but right. you can, you can, uh, dude, uh, on that one, I can't go too crazy on it because literally you're that far from scoring. And you, I don't know, man. Like, easily, you're that far from, from losing the game. And he went out. I, I mean, mean I just, I mean, who 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 fought I'm not you gonna, I'm not gonna count it against him either, though. But it's just like, you know, who you fought more? Do you fought more the offense or defense giving up that ten point lead? Yeah, with seven minutes to go. Yeah, right. same thing with the Falcons. Can you really fault the Falcons offense? Can you really fault the Falcons offense? Because everybody wanted to be like, well, all they could have done is ran the ball and kick the field goal. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. That is true. They could have easily done that. Yeah. But how in the world? Thing. It would have been a smart thing. I agree. Behind the world is the Patriots are even in the game. Why are they still even in the game? Yeah. The game should have been over. You're up 28 3. Then you, like, the, the game should have been over in itself. You should have been running the ball in versions back to back to back. You can't keep doing that. Stuff like that, it adds up. Um, But to me, they both had their moments. They both had that incredible what makes me one of those great all-time player moments. But to me, but you said yourself, it's the rings. And to me, I think Brady yeah. has set a level that I don't think many people in sports can get to because mm-hmm. have we have we really seen Brady? We've seen Brady have bad games. But yeah. have we seen him choke to a level of degree where we be like, Oh my gosh, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. LeBron James, I, I got two that I've seen, mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference maker. It, it it took him, it didn't take Brady, you know, years to build up that mentality because it took Peyton Manning years. Manning used to choke in the playoffs yeah, yeah, every year Manning, for yeah. seven straight years. Brady, yeah, Brady, Brady it was already there. Like, yeah, I mean, the only the only chokes you can really think of is is the Giants. Like when when they lost to the, yeah. the first time, the undefeated team. There's really no business that you should have losing to freaking. I mean, only Eli- fourteen points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a choke, in my opinion. Like I don't know. I, I think that's a bit of a choke. That's a choke. I'll, I'll count that on them. Um, that was a stacked team, kind of like similar to what you're talking about with Miami blowing it to Dallas. Of course, that's to me that's the same type deal right there. The Heat losing to the Mavericks. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know you were very happy on that day. Uh, God bless you. So I was. Yes. I, yes. I but, loved uh, it. Loved it. I was the forever other one, happy. The other one, so I don't know. I'm not going to count. I mean, is your other choke – what's your other choke? The other choke is that him in Cleveland the first year in 2000, what was it, eight or seven? That- well, see, to me – well, see, to me, a lot of people really don't like to count this, but I do. 2015, he had a great opportunity to win that finals. People kept saying he had no career love. But the fact that he went up 2-1 in the series and game four mm. at home with an opportunity to go 3-1, you have the lead going into halftime. You had the lead in the third quarter, and you only scored 20 points. Timothy Mozgov scored 28. LeBron went 7 for 20. He got outplayed. What, was, what were the other like, stats? What were the other stats, Torres? Can you hear? Talk about his other stats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm just saying, if that's if this is the same year, I'm thinking that this is the same year that he was the only person in the finals to lead both teams on average in points, rebounds, assists, uh, steals, like you you name it. He was leading everything in it, every statistical category, just about. Um, I mean, yeah, it, he was. That's what I'm saying. Like it's more also, than just points, bro. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But he also had the worst, and I mean the worst shooting percentage in the history of the NBA Finals. He was shooting over less than 30, like 38%. It's one of the worst shooting percentages in the history. Now you'd be like, oh, well, he was the only one that that can score. I doubt it. Uh, Because they were able to stay in a lot of those games. So don't pull that on me. You you named it Mozgov. Can you name anybody else off that team? Go ahead. Uh, J.R. Smith. Okay. Thompson. He was in there. I mean, Della Vadova, he he was a big contributor. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Like, once you take out the two people that, you know, you were playing with all season that you built this team around with him, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and make excuses for him because he, you know, I would I would have loved to, for him to have won it. But the thing is, it's you're at that point, you're, you're playing three on one, you know, when you have Draymond Clay and Steph, you know, that, that same core. Plus, Harrison Barnes at the time wasn't playing too bad. Iguodala, who ended up winning MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy that, that held him to those points uh, ended up winning MVP. But I, I don't know. I don't see that really as a choke. The expectations were low. It had to have been after that, after Kevin Love and Kyrie. So, I just don't know how you go. If anything, it, it wasn't. It was – Okay. Well, see, it's just certain moments to me because a lot of people keep talking about – or, and I'll never forget this one, Tyler – i never forget this one. When you got so happy in 2017 when the Cavaliers – I remember this on Twitter. When the Cavaliers beat the Warriors on Christmas, and you was like, oh, my oh, God. You guys really and that was, before, that was like, before me and you was really even in all That's this. right. It was. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget that tweet because I was thinking about responding. But I had Ooh. to – I had to – I had to fight Kiever because Kiever, I was arguing with Kiever at the same time. Oh, yeah, so, me and Kiever. Hey, Kiever, bless you. Bless oh, you. my gosh. Bless you, man. So, we're sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. They did win on Christmas, but, 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 but. And, and all and I, I saw it. was. That was a great game. That was a great game. It Kyrie, was a great game. Kyrie game with a shot. Fade. Yep. Over Clay. Clay. Yep. Oh, it was a great God. game, but all I heard was all the time. Oh, these Cavaliers, they could beat this the Warriors thing. They can beat it with Durant. They can beat it with Clay. They can beat it with Kurt. Okay, yeah. they can beat them. They can beat them. But they got beat by 4 1. Yeah. And it was their big three versus the Warriors big three. Now, I mean, uh, I, I don't want big three or big four. 
Because when it came, when it, it went, depends on if you want to consider Draymond. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, I you don't want know. to consider Draymond. At that time, Draymond, I believe he was an all-star, probably first team. I, I he was know. an all-star. He was. He was like a third team NBA. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it's it, at that point, it's four. I on. think you won defensive player of the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know. I count him as something at that I think point. He won player of the year. Now, now, I don't really count him as much. He's kind of happy well, he was, but then he was a beast. I gotta give John. I hated the guy, but he was he was good. Well, okay. Basically, the culmination of all of this is to me is that LeBron James and to me Tom Brady are not on the same level. I think Brady is a little few notches above him. I think if we're trying to compare anybody, I think we should be trying to compare Tom Brady to guys like Wayne Gretzky, who won eight championships, okay. or guys like uh, to me, he said he wanted to pass Michael Jordan and Reigns, you know, and now I ain't gonna lie, he has a great opportunity yeah. of doing that. Um, I now, if you want to talk about team impact, yeah, I give you that. Him and LeBron yeah. James, they impact any team that they can go to. Team now, some people used to say the fact that the league runs through you pretty much basically, whoever wins has to go through you just about through every you. year. He, yeah, that, that's that's one thing they have in common is if you're gonna win, you have to go through this guy. You gotta go through this guy to get there. Yeah. That's right. So you know, and I and I agree, and I accept that. I accept it out of LeBron. I accept it out of Brady. I just think the comparisons need to be slowed down a little bit okay. because Brady right now is doing something that has never even been, never ever ever been done in NFL history. So what do you do? Do you hope, you hope be, he gets it? You hope he gets that seventh? I hope he gets it. Just okay. I mean, it gets to the point you can't you can't shut no. I mean. I don't. I mean, I, like I said, there's no more argument with me. He's a goat. No. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. There, there should, me, before the seat, dude, pretty much after after the Atlanta debacle, I think the argument was over then. It was over there. Yeah, uh, but it's like definitely over now because he's proven that he can do it without Belichick. He can do it in a new place, and we'll see if he can, you know, pull this thing out. But he's earned a ton of respect this year, to say the least. Yeah, it, it, he's in that situation where he don't have to win anymore. To, uh, you know, hey, you know, you know, Lane Burns is uh, is 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 crazy. Oh, oh. I'm waiting. See, I don't want to tweet yet. I just want to wait. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. You don't want to jinx I'm these kind of things. You don't. Wanna... I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. I don't want to mess with nothing. Hey, I'm gonna be like, I already got my, I already got my tweet ready. Seven game win streak ever since he lost to the Chiefs. Because the last loss the Buccaneers do have was to the Chiefs. Wow. That's the last time they lost a yeah. the game. And look. Seven game win streak. They get the fifth seed in the playoffs. They played Washington, beat them on the road. Played the Saints, where it's a hard place to win. Beat them on the road. Played Aaron Rodgers, where uh, everybody had the Packers as the number one favorites to make the Super Bowl from the NFC. Beat them in the frozen on the frozen tundra in their home place. Then go to the Super Bowl to be the first ever team in NFL history to play the Super Bowl at your home stadium. Not only does he play it at his home stadium, his first year in Tampa Bay, the number one worst NFL team in win percentage in NFL history is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His first year, he takes that team to the Super Bowl. Not only does he take them to the Super Bowl, he takes them and play against the number one offense probably in the past three years. And if he finds some, look, you can't make this stuff no, up, bro. Yeah, it's, you can't make it up, it's man. It's, stuff, man. It's too much. Yeah. No, I love the um. I, when I woke up this morning, bro, the uh the video of him and Gronk that we ain't go, we going nowhere. <laughs> I love it every time, bro. I gotta retweet that. That just 
bro. It just speaks to him, man. I, I, you gotta, you gotta respect the guy. If you don't respect him yet, man, you need to give him, give him his respect. Give him respect, yeah. Because him and Gronk, I mean, who, who's stopping these boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Gronk ain't really doing that. He made one big catch a game, but that's all he needed. Because that big catch he had against Green Bay, it was, uh, it was impactful. So. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to cover here before we end the show? No, nah, man, it's a real good show. I'm excited, man. We got a lot of good, you know, Super Bowl. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm excited. Uh, my fight is at, on the same weekend as the Super Bowl. Man, so. it's going to be stacked out. Let's so, get yeah. it. It's going to be a fun weekend for sure then. You already know, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening in. Please continue to show that support. You know, give us a subscribe over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts, guys. Give us a follow over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast or on Instagram over at the TT underscore podcast. Um, like I said, continue to show that support. Share with your friends. Give us that occasional retweet, share, whatever you got for us. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, any reviews or anything like that you can give. But let's let, let's make 2021 a great year. Um, guys, we will see you later on. Have a good one. Boom, boom.